Hey everyone, it's your friendly neighborhood Deadly Diva, aka Shocker Khan, aka Gundam Wingliner, aka Kolioko Ono, and welcome to Outlaw Bars, where we talk about everything great and not so great in the world of anime. And as always, I have with me... Hey friends, it's Shopei, Trevor Belmont's baby mom. How are ya? Hey everyone, it's Tam... The belated birthday girl, but still the birthday girl, because it's my world, and why the fuck not? You just had to go be all extra Libra on the damn podcast today. Thanks. Absolutely. Remember that in April. That's all I'm saying. Remember that in April. Just putting that out there. Okay, Aries. <laughs> okay, Aries. I am what I am, and what? And what? So, by the time you are listening to this you will realize that Halloween is upon us, even though the weather doesn't seem to want to really get it together. Thanks, global warming. Like, 70 degrees outside. <laughs> really. So, since it is Halloween time, as is becoming our custom, we are going to talk about a Halloween-y feeling anime. Unlike last year where we talked about a bunch of them, this year we're just going to talk about one. And this is one that we can thank Tam for bringing back to our um, remembrance. And it is Kakurembo um, or Hide and Seek, which was um, a short that aired on Cartoon Network during Adult Swim back on Halloween back in 2005. Also, this was recommended. I was just going to say, I someone recommended this to me and I'm so sorry. I do not remember your name, but... Don't direct the curse out at me, direct it at that person. I hope you reveal yourself on the timeline after this airs so that the aggression could be geared towards you. Yeah, unnamed person. You and I are at odds, all right? Alrighty. So here's the basic premise of this movie. There is a group of kids, because it's always a damn group of kids in anime, um, talking about this town that is rumored to have like these child-eating demons. Mm. And... <laughs> So there's this girl sitting amongst them. It's a group of boys and there's this one girl and she's telling them about this game of hide and seek called Otokoyo, where you have to kind of make your way through this town looking for the signs of Otoko and Yo on different buildings. And once you find them, you'll be able to make your way out and you've like won the game. So the kids decide. So the kids decide, as all kids do, that this is a great idea, and let's go over to the spooky town. Not this kid, play. okay? Because this sounded like, as I was watching it, when I watched it first time, I was like, this sounds like a fucking horrible ass idea. Why would why would I want to do that? Why, why would I want to put myself in a position to play some creepy ass hide-and-go-seek game in an abandoned town? Y'all got me fucked up. It sounds very melanin, melanin deficient to me. I was going to say, it sounds about white, all right? <laughs> like, it it didn't make any sense. Even as they were describing it, I was like, oh, so it's a murder town. So don't go. It's very basic. I even thought to myself as a grown person, if someone's like, hey, Chopin, you want to go play hide and seek in a fucking haunted village? You can go straight to hell. That's what. Okay? <laughs> Call no, me a but- spooky bitch if you want. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> No, but there's like this really, like when the movie starts, like when the short starts, like there's this really great like shot going from like the sky, like down to the ground where the kids 
are talking about this, but you don't see the kids until like they decide to make their way to this creepy ass town. So all you hear is these kids' voices and this girl who sounds like no girl child I have ever heard. That should have been She's their first plant. clue. That's that there was fuckery afoot because this girl sounds like no preteen or teenage girl. Like there's something otherworldly in her voice, and why they didn't take heed to that, I will never know. Because everybody's absolutely stupid. a demon in a child's skin. All right, like she was a plant, and y'all are some trick ass, mark ass bitches for believing her. <laughs> oh God! And again, the question I always ask is, where are your goddamn parents? Where? Why is everybody drinking sake? Why is everybody eating rice balls and not telling their kids like, hey, maybe you should never go to the haunted town if somebody suggests it to you because you'll get snatched. That's a failure on your parenting because my niece is 10. And if someone tried to tell her that she should go to some haunted village, she wouldn't need me or her mom or anyone else. You know what she would do? We'd be on FaceTime. She'd be like, auntie, you'll never believe what my stupid classmates asked me to do. They said, let's go to a haunted village. And I said, absolutely not. And I'd be like, yes, baby, (laughs) that's correct. All right. Like if you teach your child properly, this kind of shit is not going to happen. They're not going to get fucking snatched up by a demon clan or something. No. (laughs) So like from the very beginning, there's like all types of signs and portents and omens that this is not the wave. Um, One of the little boys, Hikata, is talking about his sister went to this town and allegedly played this game and they haven't seen his sister since. Um, There's some bullshit about how while kids are playing this game, the town lights up and you need seven kids to play this game. And, but you have to wear a Fox mask while you play the game. And foxes in Japanese mythology are notorious tricksters. Hmm. So, so I'm like, okay, y'all, y'all just going to ignore everything. Like, y'all haven't listened to not one nursery rhyme, not one fable, not one nothing. That all these things don't add up to why the hell am I doing this? So, of course, they get there. And there's always one big fat boy talking big shit and gets scared the hell who, And who gets, who gets got? My nigga got snatched the fuck up. And I was like, good for you, you little shit talker. Get the fuck out of here. He, you know what? He didn't have his eye on the prize. You're literally in an abandoned like town. You're in an abandoned square. This nigga's asking about a hot dog truck. Look, I love hot dogs just as much as any person. All right, but let's focus up. Now is not the fucking time to be asking about a goddamn hot dog truck, little nigga. That's why you got fucking snatched up by a red faced demon with your dumb ass. All right, a demon, like, a demon that he woke up because you want to sit there and be a scary dude and throw sticks at shit. And he's like, you can't do that. His friend's like, you can't do that. That's bad luck. He was like, what the fuck they going to do? Famous last words. Famous always, last words. <laughs> they're going to snatch you up. That's what they're going to do. Dummy. Going to snatch you up. But it's, it's a series of like chases and demons coming out the woodwork. But there's this one scene like towards the a little bit past the halfway mark where Hikata and his friends, whose name I can't remember and I'm mad about it, see this poster of four demons. And they're like, one is the liver taker, an oil taker, a blood taker, and a child taker. And in the center is a fifth demon that no one has been talking about. And they're like, yo, what the hell is that? (laughs) And before they can answer, like the other demons are like going around hearing blow or whatever 
lo and behold, lo and behold, that fifth demon turns out to be da 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 his whole ass sister. I just, I'm not sure. I'm saying this is my thing. You know, it's a demon town. You know, they're alleged. I'm sorry. Alleged. Alleged, right? Alleged. Because this whole movie with these kids was allegedly, allegedly. Your sister is gone. Um, Have the police not been looking for her? And if you feel like you have to go into a demon town to look for your sister and you're not protected properly, right? Because, you know, there are ways, like, you can't, there's no even ways, like, they don't even talk about ways about, okay, if a demon shows up, just because sometimes there always has to be like a caveat. You can fight demons. We watch enough anime to know that demons can be defeated. These kids are like defenseless. It's just like, no, we just have to run through and see the little four things and we'll be good. No, you can't even fight a demon. And so if, you know, I love my sisters. However, if one of y'all, cause I know middle T listens to this. If one of y'all got snatched up in a demon town, RIP, RIP, my G, I'm sorry. I'm not, go- I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dance with demons. I don't mess. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Got me fucked and the, up. And the whole time, like little Hikara was like, she looks like my sister. She sounds like my sister. I need to go find her. Have you y'all never heard of bait? Have y'all never heard of bait? It happens in every damn movie where there's a child, where they lose a family member or something. Shit, it happened in Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> she said, I need to find my mother. Your mother's dead. You saw her die. But you smell you smell something that smells like your mama and you go running out to the wilderness trying to find it and you get got to. See, like, that's, come that's, those little on. kids were not thinking. You th- so at, there's a point in the movie where he sees his alleged sister. He doesn't know that, the, you know, that she's been possessed or whatever. An intelligent child would ask the person, like, how is that your sister? She doesn't come to greet you. She doesn't say, oh my God, my nigga, I'm so glad you're fucking here to like rescue me from this demon town. No. Instead, this person that you think is your sister is leading you deeper and deeper into this fucking maze. At no point you're like, hey girl, I'm here to get you. It's time to go home. The fuck? If I pull up and I'm trying to pick up my baby sib and they're like running, I'm like, you know what? You're right, Jesus. This was a bad idea. Let me go ahead. Let me get the fuck out of here because obviously they're already gone. You got to charge it to the game and I'll see you in the next iteration of this lifetime. You know, God willing. But it doesn't make sense where you see this person who you believe is your sibling. You don't, you don't call them. You, they don't speak back to you. You don't even ask them any cursory information that only your sibling would know. It's like, that's obviously a puppet. It's not the person that you knew. And like, also there were like these weird twins that didn't even talk. And I was like, what the fuck is you guys' deal? Um, you know, like those twin boys that almost outsmarted those demons. I was like, I was really rooting for them. Oh, even yeah. though I didn't know anything about them. But the whole premise of the movie was nonsensical. Like I knew what time it was as soon as the movie started. I'm like, this is going to be soft for children. Okay. <laughs> oh, Everybody who's up in this bitch is about to get snatched up. One after the other, you're all stupid for listening to some girl with no name who's telling you, she's giving you a rundown of what happens. She's like, yeah, it's abandoned, but sometimes the lights come on and then there's like this weird game and you have to wear a mask. Anyone who's wearing a mask, like Diva said, is trying to deceive you. All right. You don't know who's really a kid and who's not. That's how your sister ended up in the mix, possessed. Okay. And I'm like, y'all are all idiots okay front to back start to finish just a bunch of child 
dummies. Okay. And that's how a new group of kids goes missing every single time. I'm just like, you parents don't say, Hey, Hey, maybe don't go. They probably all snuck out their house to do this. Hold on. But at the end, when, when demon sister chicky was telling, she's like, yeah, you know, we play Otokoyo. But every time the game ends, the lights go out. So we have to play it again. And I'm like, oh, shit, the kids are batteries. And then they scroll up. And what do I see? Kids plugged into a tower. Yeah, that shit the was kids, wild. The kids are batteries. I was like, if this ain't some Matrix-ass bullshit right here. Yeah. They deserved it. They earned it, okay? They earned that specific L, okay? All you bunch of dumbasses. Like, the town is abandoned. I don't just leave the shit abandoned. Like, where was everybody else? I was like, that's the thing. It's like, as you're running through, you don't see a cat, a dog, a rat, a, a butterfly, a nothing. Like, there's no other living creatures in this town but y'all. Like, what should not be a problem. What, like, really bugged me out was, like, there, there's no, just, there, there's no way you could get me to play a creep, again, play a creepy game of hide and go seek like i'm just not understand uh, minus homeboy who was looking for his sister i mean sure i guess but everyone else i'm not sure why it's like i just i mean i know i i'm the one that always asks for creepy shit but like i don't actually like to be scared like i'm not gonna go like people will try to invite me to haunted houses no i don't absolutely I don't, not I'm not going to go to a haunt. That sounds dumb. Like, why would I do that? Like to pay some actor to $25 for an actor to boo in my, no, nigga, I might snuff you. Don't do that. That's not, that's not fun. And so running through a town with alleged demons, it's not even like, Oh, it's just like abandoned and it's just creepy. Let's go check it out. Like, no, there's it's hide and go seek, but there are demons here. How does that sound like? Hey, you know what? I want to do that after school. That is an af- that's an A1 after school fucking plan. After I do my homework and eat some rice balls, I want to go put on a fox mask and go run through uh, an abandoned building to play hide and go seek with demons. No, no, it just didn't. It like I enjoyed it because I thought it was really well done and I wasn't expecting like I mean I figured out I figured all the kids was going to get snatched. I wasn't I didn't think his sister was going to be the actual demon. You know like when you win the demon is the one that takes you and I didn't really think that the kids were going to be batteries. That was creepy. I was a little I, that freaked me out a little bit. However, I just the fact that you went and played the game and you thought that this was like, yes, this is a move. This is this is what I need to be fucking doing. No, I want to pop all of them in the mouth. And I'm not an advocate for hitting children, but I wanted to really like shake them. Like, how, how Sway? How? But but the whole premise was it like like Tam said, it doesn't make any sense. We know how hide and go seek works. So you decided to get on the the train or the shuttle or the bus and to play hide and seek with demons what's the end game because in hide and go seek somebody gets found so either your stupid ass finds a bunch of demons or they find you do you think that the demons will be like oh my god that was a really good game bye guys like what (laughs) (laughs) what do you think happens at the end of that kind of scenario like a haunted house is miserable i'll never go to one okay i don't fuck with scary shit but at least, like, you get to go home once you, like, successfully make it through a haunted house. What the fuck do you get 
after consorting with demons, my nigga. Like, really, what happens at the end of that? Oh, you mean you you die? Wow, that's crazy. I left the house for this shit? No. Well, I will say, <laughs> just just on the premise of like what the movie was about, um, this is from Wikipedia. The storyline is built on the idea that Tokyo is losing its natural aesthetic, which includes child's games such as hide and seek in order for industrial progress to ensue, um, i.e. lighting the city of Tokyo, costing innocence of childhood games. So I guess that's that is that's why the children are lighting the city, like because at the cost of their innocence, this is what we do to like keep the city bright and vibrant and like tech technologically savvy and shit. But goddamn, what a metaphor. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. I'm sure that your good friend Hayao Miyazaki has given them that same goddamn message without sacrificing children to mysterious demons. I mean, yes, because Princess Mononoke was all about nature and man and the conflict of um, industrialization conflicting with the, the with the natural world, the environment. However, you already know Asians like some dark, creepy shit because the Koreans and the Japanese horror movies are like so. So those are horror movies I will not watch. Like I can do some horror anime, but Japanese and Korean horror movies got me fucked up. Okay, not mm mm, mm mm, no, <laughs> just mm. Cause I saw audition and that had me fucked up for like two weeks. So, um, absolutely not. But the level, I don't know what kind of, I don't even want to say they be smoking shit. Cause I don't even know what kind of drugs they be doing out there that be having like, yes, this is, this is how we're going to convey this message. We're going to have the demons catch the children and power up the city to show that the city is taking away the innocence of the children. Mm. Mm. I, I can't call it. I, I can't call it. But what I will say is that for a, it's roughly a 23, 24 minute short, it does pack a lot of punch in those 23 to 24 minutes. So um, if you haven't seen it, I would actually recommend it. Like, like we mentioned, it's not particularly gory. It's more psychological and suspenseful. And you like us may be saying a whole lot of what the fuck were you thinking as you watch it. But it's yeah, I, re- I recommend it too. It's good. I enjoyed it. Chopin. I mean, whatever. It was horrible in the sense that it <laughs> just was tight the whole time. But I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. Y'all like all sorts of weirdo shit. Wow, so aggressive. Really? Like just came right in, like on it, like yeah, like off with it. Just a chat. Like no yeah. ramp up, just zero to one hundred, real quick. <laughs> And it's on it's on YouTube, guys. So it's not on Crunchy or anything like that. But you can Google it and find it on YouTube. Alrighty. So now we are going to move in to Notice Me Senpai, where we answer the questions that you, our listeners, send in to us. But before we deep dive in, we just want to give a huge ass shout out to Definitely Jeff on Twitter. Um, a couple days ago, um, a diva nearly crashed her car while she was sitting in traffic. Um, don't, don't come for me. You don't know my commute. Um, and I happened to, to see that the outlaw bars timeline got a mention. I looked at it and basically what Jeff was saying is that he stumbled upon us kind of accidentally and he really enjoys the show. And especially the fact that it's three black women talking about anime when most anime podcasts are full of white dude bros. I think I'm going to cry. Oh, shout out to you, sir. 
Yeah, it was it was really dope. And I really want you to know that your words meant a whole lot to us because that's really why we do what we do. You know, trying to provide an additional point of view, additional perspective, you know, into something that we love where we're not really represented either on screen or in the commentary. So thank you for seeing us and appreciating us. Yeah, much appreciated. <laughs> All righty. So our first question comes from our good friend, Cecilia. And hey, her girl. question is, hey, what are everyone's favorite relaxing, chill anime? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> so there's this relaxing that, anime. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, mm, girl. So I don't know if you've been listening to what I like to watch. All the shit I like to watch is fucking stressful. So there's there's like I watch anime to relax, but there is not an anime that I watch that is relaxing per se. I mean, the only one that I can probably think of is Devil is a Part Timer because that shit was funny, but. All the animes I watch are fucking have me confused and stressed and wanting to like scream in my apartment. So yeah, I, I don't I, I don't got nothing for you, boo. That was the one I listed, the devil's a part timer. And also Tokyo Godfathers. That didn't stress me out too much, but also it's really funny. Um so sis, if you're not trying to be stressed out, you need to see like a, a funny one. Um Miyazaki stuff is not super stressful, but that's a damn Howl's lie. How's Moving Castle really fucked me up a little bit, like for like 15 minutes during the movie. Um, actually, same thing with Spirited Away. They're like, never mind. Strike no. Miyazaki. <laughs> Miyazaki be fooling people because it's all pretty True. and everything else. And then once you get down to the content, the meat of it, you're like, oh, fuck you too, sir. What was it? Because Princess Mononoke smooth fucked me up. Wolf Mama, that... Wolf Mama, Mm-mm. see, I'm not gonna do yeah. this. She that y- yeah, that was a misstep. But Tokyo Godfathers very funny. Um, I mean, it yeah, gets a but even bit weird, but I'm like but... even even with Tokyo Godfathers, like the shit was mad deep. Like there were some layers in there with people's backstories and stuff. So I don't know if I could call that relaxing. Okay, I mean, it's so all me- comparative, right? Compared let let to- me help. Let me help because. Y'all be doing serious shit. You need somebody who does like cute shit. Okay, here we go. Let's let's try this. All right. So um, along the lines of something that I watch that's not necessarily relaxing, but relaxes me is my standby of Sailor Moon. Because it's silly, even when it's silly, even though there's a lot of serious shit going on. If you want, and then I also, things like Oran High Host Club, where it's not particularly serious. Um... And you can watch it and not really get in your feels. That's not true either. But it's not as heavy as some of the other things. And um, I'm also going to give you Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Because it has little Kana. And she's adorable. And all she wants is for you to pat her on the head and come to her sports day. That's all she wants from Kobayashi is for Kobayashi to pat her on the head. Say you did a good job. And to come to sports day like the good surrogate parent that Kobayashi is trying to be and it's not particularly stressful once you ignore the fact that Toru's parents are kind of fuck dragons but nonetheless that's what I got for you because they're cute and it's fun none of that extra shit that y'all be doing none of that and the devil is a part-timer because that's funny as hell but you also have that underlying the underlying thing with the girl who's trying to like beat his ass again because she doesn't believe that he's reformed 
and the whole oh, good yes. versus evil thing and like Lucifer coming and trying to like blow stuff up. There's see, I don't know if there's yeah, such thing as a chill anime. Yeah, they're all pretty stressful in their own ways. Yeah, even Samurai Champloo and Cowboy Bebop, which are the closest thing to a chill anime that you'll find. Cowboy Bebop is the closest thing to a chill anime that you'll find until you hit that final arc. Then it's all running guns and people dying. Yeah, there's no such thing as a chill anime. I'm sorry. All right, so thank you, Cecilia. We sure as hell did not answer your question, but we tried. (laughs) So um, our second question comes from Shaka Shere Khan. And she writes, hello, ladies. Once again, I love the show and I'm so happy I get to listen to three insightful and talented black women talk about anime. Thank you. Thanks, so boo. I so I watched Berserk during Outlaw Views on Saturday, but I went a little overboard. I Can't wanted to relate. get <laughs> I wanted to get caught up, so I watched the first season of the anime, not realizing it took place after the movies. Then watched the first movie. Then watched the second movie while you guys were live tweeting it. I didn't participate in tweeting because I showed up late and started it about 20 minutes after you guys did because of work. Anyway, I continued and watched the third Berserk movie. Without giving away too much, a character there does some pretty fucked up shit, like really fucked up, and it got me thinking, could they be redeemed? Is redemption possible for everyone? I like to think that nearly anyone can be redeemed for their wrongdoings, if they have the genuine desire to do so and the means for redemption, but that's a naive, but maybe that's a naive outlook. Do you know of any anime characters that seem to go past the point of redemption, but made it back to the light? Conversely, do you know any anime characters that you don't think could be redeemed even if they wanted it? So, um, Ms. Shaka Shere Khan, um, you are the true MVP for watching that third Berserk movie with no support. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, we're not going to spoil for those who may not have seen the third movie. Um, but that's a lot. I know exactly what you are talking about. (laughs) And that's a lot. Um, so as far as redemption goes, um, any characters that seem to go past the point of redemption, but made it back to the light. That kind of brings us back to remember, I think a couple episodes back where we did the redemption episode, we were mm-hmm. talking about characters who fucked up royally and then came back. Um, Sasuke is always my perennial favorite, as well as Aoshi from um, Rurouni Kenshin, because they basically betrayed they betrayed their core group of people. Sasuke betrayed the Leaf Village. Um, Aoshi betrayed the Oniwabanshu. And at some point, like they thought they were beyond redemption, but the people who they betrayed gave them an opportunity to redeem themselves. Um, which was stupid. Okay, listen, we're not gonna do this. We're not doing this. So the well, one that I. Like... Oh, sorry. No, go I ahead. Was, I was gonna say the only one that I can think of because you know I watch too much anime and then I can't remember anyone's names and you all are so patient with me with that. I, I appreciate it, but the anime with the with the with the time traveling samurai folks that were the Token sword Rambo. drifters. Yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry. No, no, yes, not, <laughs> no, not drifters. Token Rambu. There was a point where one of the folks he decided, like, he broke off, then like realized he needed to come back. Um, 
because he just realized like his plan was stupid. So he didn't really, he wasn't really evil. He just like felt like saving time was kind of stupid. And then like he saw his master and he was too, I think he has some PTSD. So he ends up coming back. So like that's the, and I don't remember his name, forgive me. But if you watch Token Rambu, you know who I'm talking about. The little young one with the short haircut and the red earring. Um, but yeah, he's like the only one that I can think of right now because I, I'm too lost in the sauce. All my anime gets jumbled in my head like spaghetti. All right. So who is beyond redemption? Like no matter what they do, no matter what it is, there is no coming back for them. Definitely Mr. Sato. Like he, yeah, he, he picked a side and decided he was going to stay there. Um, Especially, I don't know how far you, like, not you guys, not Diva and Tam. I mean, you guys at large, like, I don't know how far you are into Ajin. But there's a point where he basically is just like, all right, well, I'm gonna do some terrorism. So that's quite enough of that. And, like, Diva and I differ in the sense that, like, I, there are some people who just cannot be redeemed. And it's, they can't because they don't want to. And it would be stupid for someone to extend it to them because even their redemption would not feel genuine. It would be like, well, this is my last ditch effort to make good. It's not because you're really sorry. It's not because you feel bad about anything that you did. It's just like, well, I'm tired of being like the worst nigga alive. So I guess now I'm going to try something different. But with Mr. Sato, like he, he picked the dark side and he just opted to stay there forever. And he just keeps getting progressively worse and he just wants to see the world burn. And this is why I want to know his backstory because I really feel like some serious fucked up shit happened to him that has made him be this far gone. So I I would love that if they touched on that in the next season of Ajin. They probably won't because anime doesn't care about what I want to see. But yeah, because he he ain't coming back. There's there's no redeeming Mr. Sato. Like he, he gone. (laughs) <laughs> you know who could be redeemed? Who are the two traitors in Attack on Titan? Their names are... Reiner and Berthold. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and, okay, to to juxtapose them, Reiner and Bernholt, you could almost see that they're actually conflicted. Like, they got into Oh, no, deep. Reiner, Reiner is definitely conflicted. Like, okay, this is not a spoiler, um, but in, because you can see it in the anime, but it's even more pronounced in the manga, where Reiner... Reiner, he's pretty much like he almost has like a like a bit of DID where like the soldier and the Titan are kind of warring for control of him. And yeah. that's why Berthold is always reminding him. He was like, we came here. We, ha- we had a mission when we came here. Like, what are you doing? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mission, mission. But, you know, we still have to, you know, help someone. So learn how to do a kickflip or whatever the hell it is. And in the manga, it's much more pronounced and a lot more people can see that he that he's having trouble keeping it together and then it becomes like if he's seeking redemption from what side is he seeking it like is he looking to be redeemed by the on the human side or on the titan side that is i felt bad for him which is which is something i don't feel for sato and something i don't feel for sasuke you know to to compare them like, he just looks like he's really going through it. Oh, he To me, he that's is. the kind of person... You're right, like Diva said, like, if you read the manga, he's he's having a rough time. 
that is someone who I think can be redeemed, but that's only because they hit a wall and they are genuinely confused. With Sasuke, I don't think that he really gave a fuck that much. And exact and for Mr. Sato, Mr. Sato is ready to ride this shit until the wheels come off. So <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck one way or the other. But redemption in the grand scheme of things as humans, anyone can technically be redeemed. But at the same time, some people cannot. They don't want to be. And it is nonsensical to extend this level of goodness or grace to them if they don't even want it. Because all you do is give them an opportunity to keep hurting you. CC Naruto. Oh, God. Hmm. No, but um, along the same vein, um, and these people are actually from the same, um, the same series, um, where um, one of them, I well, both of them are irredeemable in my book. But one of them appears as if he is seeking some type of redemption and the other one is utterly fuckless. So um, in Full Metal Alchemist, we have um, Kimberly, who is the Crimson Alchemist. Basically, like bloodshed, he walks around in all white and bloodshed follows him wherever he goes. He gives no fucks, slaughtered a whole bunch of it, whole bunch of Ishvalans and sees no problem with it. Um and the fact that he can basically commit, attempt to commit genocide and think it's okay, all because he gets to show off his powers, makes him pretty irredeemable to me. And on the other side, you have flaw-ass Show Tucker, who by time all is said and done, like he's trying to get his shit together. Like he's, he tries to find a way to help Ed and Ed and Al, but I'm like, dude, you sacrificed your wife and your kid for the fuck what? So like, I see you trying to make amends, but they're both dead, you simple son of a bitch. And they didn't have to be. Like, all you had to do was fucking tell the military that you could not replicate your experiment. It was a one-off. It was a fluke because it's something that should not have happened. There are rules against that. Like, the fact that he made a talking chimera... The only reason he got away with it was because he didn't realize that he used a human to do it because you're not allowed to use humans, you simple, simple bitch. Anywho. Breathe. It's okay. Breathe. Anywho. I mean, it's not okay. It's fucking. It's, it's not you know. okay. And and quick sidebar, whoever the fuck thought it was a good idea to grab a still from that Full Metal Alchemist trailer where we have Nina and the, Nina, the Chimera version of Nina... Who the fuck told you I needed to see that still? Who in the fuck told you that? I know what the hell happens. I've been blocking it out for years. I didn't need to see that. And fuck you for putting that shit on my timeline. But back to what I was talking about. Fuck Show Tucker because there's no redeeming him. I don't care how much the fuck he wants it. And that all is all right. we have. T- and that is all we have today for Notice Me Senpai. If you have any Notice Me Senpai questions, feel free to tweet them at us using the hashtag Notice Me Senpai, or you can DM them to us at Outlaw Bars Pod. Or if you are the emailing type, our email address is outlawbars at fanbros.com. Fuck Show Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. Listen, the, the way you feel about Naruto and Sasuke is the way I feel about Show Tucker. No, it's just nice because y'all were calling me aggressive earlier. It's nice to see that someone else is aggressive out in this bitch. I'm the peaceful one this evening. Let uh, me, mm, in this specific moment. Really? Because let me tell you, when I see that live action Full Metal Alchemist movie, 
Somebody's gonna have to hold me down. Someone needs to strap me to the chair because I may actually try to jump up and fight the screen when I see Show Tucker. Like, yo, easy, easy. yo, fuck that man. Yo, yo, how the I hell you do it. that to your wife and your kid? Okay, 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 okay. Let's take a deep breath. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So now it's time for... Anime News! Alrighty, so our first bit of anime news comes courtesy of friend to the show Wonderosa. Hey, girl. Hey, Hey. Alrighty, so she shared with us um, an article basically saying that... um, The Japanese animation industry, even though it's flourishing and really vibrant, more and more people are getting into anime, behind the scenes in in their production houses, the working conditions are so horrible and these people are being so, like, underpaid that the long-term future of made-in-Japan anime is not exactly assured. So that got me thinking, um, is it? Is an anime still an anime if it's not made in Japan? Or is it like champagne where you have where the grapes have to be grown in the champagne region to be considered champagne? Otherwise it's just sparkling wine. Um, just like with alcohol, if it's still good, they both get in drank. Yeah, that's how I feel. I think for me, um the production value is really important. See Castlevania and then also see Neo Yokio. Do you have one that's really was really fucking awesome and then you have one that was just like, hey, what the fuck is this? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, I'm I'm really about production value. I all but I also really enjoy listening to anime in Japanese, so that's a thing for me. Like I love watching subbed anime. That's just my personal preference. Now, if we can get some better voice actors, because a lot of the times my issue is the voice acting. I just like it just it just doesn't sound the same. The the motion it just be sounding a mess to me. Now, if we got better voice actors, then maybe I would watch more dubbed anime. But for me, a lot of times the the voice acting throws it off, and I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I get that. Like, if it's if the production is good, the production is good, and it will be watched. I was like, but I think I may be the purest in the group. Where if it's not produced in Japan, it's a great animated show. I don't consider it anime. But then again, I'm the purest in the group, so that's just me. Whatever it's called, I'm still going to watch it as long as it's not garbage. So. Like, if it's anime, if it is animated, you know, 13 episode serialized television, whatever you want to call it, I don't really care one way or another. I think it's fucked up that they're not being paid enough that, you know, that they're not getting what they deserve. And that will cut down on the the kind of art that will be produced. But that's not going to. Oh, no, 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 no. They just outsource it to South Korea and China. That's what I mean. Like that. This thing that was theirs is going to end up going elsewhere. I mean, that's fucked up. Uh, but that's been going. That's literally been going on for decades. Like, if you look through the credits of any anime production these days, was it you have what are called like in betweeners? So you'll have the animators who do like the key bits in the at the beginning and the end, and then all like that all that transition material is what the in betweeners do. 
And a lot of times that's the lowest paid part. Cause if you're the person doing the beginning and the end stuff, you're getting paid money. The person doing the, that bulk of the work in the middle, the in-betweener, they're not really getting paid all that much. And a lot of times that's what's being outsourced to South Korea or to China. Cause if you look at the credits, it'll be all in kanji and all of a sudden you'll get English characters with very Korean names. I'm like, oh, this got shipped off to Korea to do this portion of it. So that's, hmm. the, I'm like, because so, because so much has to come out so quickly that you only have but so many but so many people who are qualified to do it in the amount of time that you need to have it done. And then it's hard because you have so many people who want to do it in Japan, but the wage isn't quite livable. And that's being kind. <laughs> isn't quite livable for someone to be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to work my way up so I can become that person, so I, be, I can become that key animator. And that's just fuckery. But that's a whole different conversation to have about living wages that sucks yeah but either way if it's good we will watch and if it's not we will tell you about it that part all <laughs> that right there Alrighty. so um at this point it's about two weeks out from a little thing called anime nyc um it is the inaugural um um, convention in New York that's all anime all the time. It is from November 17th to the 19th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The reason why I am mentioning this is twofold. One is that the lovely ladies of Outlaw Bars will be there. Don't show your ass because we will punch you in the throat. And number two is that the Full Metal Alchemist live action movie will be screened at Anime NYC ahead of its December 1st release in Japan. So before everybody gets their panties in a twist, remember that Tokyo Ghoul did the same thing over the summer at Anime Expo in LA. So that's one of the dope things about going to cons that you can sometimes catch stuff before its official release. So excited about that. And if you guys are going to be at Anime NYC, you know, let us know. Don't just run up on us and be like, hey, because that can be disconcerting, especially when you know what we look like, but we don't know what you look like. Um, so just hit us up on the timeline and be like, hey, you know, maybe we can arrange, you know, for a little bit of a meetup. Maybe not. Don't hold us to it. People be doing things. Don't hold us to that. These last two bits of anime news kind of go together. So if you know anything about me, you know that I am a huge fan of the series Haniyori Dango, both in the manga the anime and all of its live action iterations, except for the flaw ass when they try to do in the United States. So about a week or so ago, it was reported that a new live action um, TV drama adaptation was being developed for an April 2018 release. But then the manga Kyle was like, who said? <laughs> I didn't say that. Nobody told me about this. So basically she got on Twitter and said, I thought it wasn't good for the original author to respond to hoax stories. So I remained silent at first, but I've received so many replies and the story was doomed to become a trend. And because it's becoming somewhat difficult for people, they asked me to intervene. He's like, I have one thing to say. There is no Boys Over Flowers, um, which is a translation of Haniyori Dango TV remake. Why this rumor caught on is a mystery to me. I know why it caught on because it's a really popular franchise and everybody wants to see it again. But you had the Japanese live action series, which had two seasons plus a movie. You had the Korean. There was two in Taiwan. There was, I believe, one in China. I believe India did one as well. 
how many versions do we need? Granted, great story. And it was done wonderfully each time, except for when the U.S. tried to do it. But if you were looking forward to that in April, it's not going to be a thing. And a thing that I'm not sure I'm looking forward to is the news that Netflix is working on 30. Three zero, three times 10, two times 15, five times six original anime series. So, so basically um, when Netflix was talking about how they're going to be spending their money in the future, the plan is to spend about 8 billion with the B dollars in the upcoming year or so to make about half of Netflix's library original. However, a good chunk of this library is going to be anime. So historically, anime, as we all know, has been kind of overlooked by mainstream companies and even suppressed in terms of global accessibility. We know sometimes it can be hard to find, you know, up until recently, the series that you want to see. But Netflix seems to be ignoring that and following the numbers. And in this case, the numbers mean anime's huge popularity across the world, coupled with the fact that it's cheap to make. So um, Netflix has already taken some pretty um, decent risks with um, the cross-cultural, I wish you could see my air quotes, anime production like Cannon Busters, things like Neo Yokio. So um, at this point, we can kind of see that the trend is going toward more original anime series and hopefully they will leave the live action to somebody who can do it better because I saw Death Note, goddammit, and don't I don't do, want Don't do that, that shit again. Don't do that no more. Netflix, don't do that shit again. No more. No more. And in fact, I don't know if y'all learned from Neo Yokio. Um, they did it. Fools. It's like, I want to know how y'all went from something as awesome as Castlevania to Neo Yokio. Idiocy. That's how. I don't understand. It's like, I was ha- I was excited for Neo Yokio because I was like, oh, I just saw Castlevania. I had a little bit of faith in you guys. And y'all just dropped the ball. I'm also hoping that this means like their the amount of anime that they will have will increase in quality because Hulu quietly quietly as is kept has better anime choices than um, Netflix. The only but that's all down to the licensing though. That's the thing. Like everything that Hulu has belongs to somebody else. And for whatever reason, Hulu is willing to pay the coins that people want or negotiate the proper deals. Like Netflix, they they just don't acquire enough titles. Like when you look through their anime section, it's hella skimp. Yeah. Um, and then they're also competing with things like Crunchyroll, where you can you can simulcast it, and Hulu, where a lot of series are simulcast, and if they aren't, you get them really, really soon after they finish. As opposed to Netflix, where you have to wait like six to 12 months for them to get the rights to air it. So with them with them producing their own anime, what the take that I'm getting is that they're trying to kind of cut into that. Once again, kind of, kind of trying to kind of, you know, milk the fandom that they see, you know, is there and being like, hey, you know, we have stuff too. But what Netflix needs to realize is that we'll watch like two or three episodes of whatever it is that you put out. But if you haven't caught us by then, then we're just going to move on to something that we, to a known and trusted source. Right. Cause trash is trash. Trash is trash. Like you gave us four hot episodes of Castlevania. And I appreciate that. I appreciate four hot episodes as opposed to 12 lukewarm episodes. 
Okay, so but find there's still a way. hella shit that they still owe me. Sinbad, Magi, um, fucking Seven Deadly Sins. But those are licensing things. Those aren't original. Those aren't original. Yeah, those aren't original. I, which, 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 which bugs me because I don't like that they have them listed as Netflix originals because it's like, this is not a Netflix original. This is on Crunchyroll. This is also on Hulu. This is not yours. This is not a, like Castlevania is technically a Netflix original. Like it's not on any other platform, but all those other shows that show pay listed, they're on other platforms that we can watch. Yeah. And I'm like, and Netflix didn't create them. Netflix just licensed them. So that's the difference. So Seven Deadly Sins is coming back in January. So boom, bang, pow. Remember, I told you guys that. As far as uh, Magi and them, I can't call it. I just want Seraph of the End, but no one seems to please, care other than... Please, no, please. I, I've, I've heard a lot of people, like, uh, the more you guys talk about it, the more people, like, pop up on the timeline talking about, you know, I watched it and it was awesome. I want more. So remember, if you... If you put it into the universe, it will manifest itself. You just have to put the energy out there. We all need to be collectively putting our energy together for this. Please. <laughs> Alrighty. So that is all that Aziva has in the way of anime news. Alrighty. So now it is time for our most favorite segment of the show, the Couples Corner, where our recommendation couple, Chopay, tells us what we should be watching. Hello, friends. This is me, your capo. Uh So today's recommendation is currently being simulcast on Crunchyroll. It is called The Ancient Magus's Bride. Magus is like some, some newfangled way to say magician, but apparently Maguses are different from magicians once you watch the show. Maguses are basically just mages. I don't know why they didn't call it the ancient mages bride because that's easier to say. Whatever. Fuck them. However, the important part. Y'all, this might be one of the most beautiful anime I have ever seen in my entire life. The animation is gorgeous. It gives me hella Miyazaki vibes. Hella. And I'm watching this and I'm like crying. Now, not because it is like super sappy or anything, but just the premise is very beautiful. Now, could it have been because I was ovulating? Maybe, but I don't think that was it. I think it's just that it was especially gorgeous. You have a young girl, her name is Chise, and you're watching it and you're like, what the fuck is going on with her? You see her having a conversation with some older person, some older man, and she signs a contract. And he's like, you really don't care what happens to you. And she says, no. What you find out is that this young girl had such a terrible life that she opted to sell herself into slavery. So she doesn't have to think about pretty much anything else. Um, So she signs herself away. But the person who buys her is this super tall guy. He's a mage. His name is um, Elias. He has the head of... You know, like when you look in like those weird Old West movies, like in Arizona, where they like have a a cow skull or something or a steer skull with like the big antlers. That's what his head is. So, of course, he is quite frightful, but also kind of like soft. So he he shows up and he's like, I want that girl. I want Chise. 
he buys her for five million pounds, pounds sterling, five million with an M. And this is at some point in the past. So they don't tell you exactly what the year is, but it's enough to let you know that this man was willing to pay a significant sum for her. Why the fuck would he do that? Turns out she is a sleigh beggy. He calls her that in the beginning. You don't know what that is. Apparently it's a special kind of mage, a very powerful mage that is so powerful that as opposed to using totems or different um, items in order to amplify their magic, they are able to pull magic from their surroundings and also themselves. As a result, they die very young. So he essentially found her. She was a gem and he wants to help to extend her life because as she goes at the path where she's currently on, she'll be dead by the time she's like 18 years old. Uh, weirdly, he also basically bought her so she, they're going to get married. Um, she is his apprentice and also his future bride. And you learn that the reason why she sold herself into slavery is because she had a really abusive dad. Her mom committed suicide directly in front of her. And she was like sh like rejected by all of her family members. So she has this person who took her in, who is genuinely kind. Like he has like a very fearsome look, but he is a, like he gives me the vibe of a good person. Now, if any of you guys have already seen this and you're listening to me, you're like, Chopin, you don't even know what the fuck is about to happen. You're right. I don't fucking know. There's only three episodes thus far. The shit is currently being simulcast. So save it. But what I am telling you is that the animation is gorgeous. The premise is really interesting and it's slow and easy. You know, I love a fighty anime just as much as anyone else. But I think that those fight scenes and stuff like that, like the, the friction of the show will come later on, but we're all in this together. I will be present every Saturday at 10 AM or more reasonably Sunday, the following day after it has aired present and accounted for because it is just it's gorgeous like it when you watch it you're really going to be like Chopin was not bullshitting this is very Miyazaki in the character development in the slow build and just how like gorgeous it is and I just want to know what his deal is like he apparently he was a hermit before he found her how did he know like where to find a sleigh baggy like I just have a lot of questions that I'm sure will eventually be answered all right so I actually have a wreck and I don't normally have wrecks. And we probably talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again. Because Is your wreck my wreck? It may be because if it's Juni motherfucking Tyson, yes, Bitch, it is. you know it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was because I was like, oh, are we going to talk about this? Because bitch. Okay, so, so let me tell you, fuck a slow build. <laughs> <laughs> fuck a slow build. <laughs> fuck a slow build. Because we start off Juni Tyson, which is um, loosely translated as um, Zodiac War, with guns blazing. You have my girl Boar with her dual guns walking up, the, walking up the street like I'm about to fuck some shit up. Not going to tell you what happens, but they didn't have to do my girl like that. When I tell you it starts off hitting you hard, you don't have time to develop feels because Juni Tyson is a lot like Game of Thrones. Like it, everybody, you every, everybody could get. It's like very, it's very like anybody can get it, and it's just like I don't even know who to root for. Who do I root for? Are they gonna be alive do... long enough for you to root for them? Like, what is this? Like, what is this? It's like 
It's like, I know, like, in the Chinese Zodiac, I think I'm a sheep. Yo, the sheep in this show is crazy as fuck. Like, is that the one with the bombs? That The little old man with the bombs. Yes. 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 <laughs> Yo, it's and now wild, I, but and, it's so good. And then I feel a way because I'm like, okay, like, that's my sign. Am I the crazy old person with the bombs? Is that yes? Is that the answer, the answer is yes. Duh. Okay, first it of all, sounds like you. So it's very funny that you seem confused. That's hurtful all the fuck around. That is what I know. It's not offensive. He's not whack, I and mean, he could be a whack old man with no bombs. At least you, you, you washed, but you got your bomb so you can set it off. Yeah, I was like, but it's it's so good. So basically, it's kind of. It gives you like fate stay feels where like there's like one this one big massive war and you have all of these people with various powers who are fighting and in the end there can be only one. Um, but yeah, people getting it left and right. Let me tell you, um, you may think bunnies are cute and fluffy. Don't sleep on this one because this Usagi is nowhere near as useless as the Usagi in Sailor Moon. Also, don't sleep on the chicken, apparently. No, not the chick. The monkey. The oh, monkey. yeah. Yeah, don't sleep on monkey the monkey either. Listen, let me tell you. After you watch episode one, you will understand what I say. That monkey got some shit with her. I don't yeah. know what it is it's yet. Re- it's a, I think tomorrow's the third episode. No, or yes, fourth. Yes, tomorrow's... It's Either four. three or it's four. four. It's four. It's okay. four. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's simulcast, but it's... Um, Diva had recommended it to me and as soon as I saw the trailer I was like oh bitch I'm locked in you already know and then I saw it I had watched it before her and I was like bitch I need you to see this like exactly <laughs> she she wanted to do a binge and I was like no I was too pressed I was I was Listen. too pressed so like I watched it on Tuesday nights either Tuesday or Wednesday nights I don't wait till the weekend because it's just that good that I'm like nope what was what's what's hood was popping so y'all like, need to really I want get this into to be it. as big I really want this to be as big as Attack on Titan because it gets you stressed like Attack on Titan does. But at least Attack on Titan had like a slower build than right. Junie Tyson. I'm like, because you're like, oh, like you start off and you see the Titan come over the wall and you're like, okay, that's that's the thing. And then like you kind of go back and you see people living their everyday lives for a, for an episode or so. No, Junie Tyson is like, forget your feelings. You can leave those at the door. You can leave your edges there too because you won't be needing either of them. You can bring them in if you want to, but we, we are not responsible if they get burned to a crisp. Like we are not responsible at all. So if you like things that hit you fast and hit you hard, but there is still like so much intrigue where you're not sure what's going on. You're not sure where the alliances lie. Who the hell set up this game? What is this game master doing? I want to know what his deal is. Then you need to, you need to hop into Juni Tyson. That's what you need to do. Please watch it so me and Diva can have more people to talk about with on the timeline. Yes. And the hashtag is one two T A I S E N because Junie is the word for twelve. Twelve Tyson. Like, oh, the zodiac, the sign. Yes. See, see. There you go. There you go. So get into it. Like that's all I can say is just get into it. Alrighty. So um, I believe that we have come to the end of this episode of Outlaw Bars. Um, thank you once again and always for everyone who joins us to watch um, the second movie in the Berserk movie trilogy. Um, 
All I'm going to say is Griffith is not to be trusted. He is too damn pretty to be trustworthy. He has what kind of hair? White. White. White hair, light eyes. What is there to trust? I don't trust niggas like that in real life. I don't trust niggas like that in anime. Not at all. Not at all. And if you are one of those anime people who likes a lot of TNA, this is the this is the series for you. Cause I wasn't expecting all of it and I'm like, how did this how did this slip by? Oh, okay. Oh wow. Wow. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And I'm nobody's prude. I just wasn't expecting to see full frontal in my anime. You really finger popped uh, that princess. She she was from zero to one hundred. I was so ready. so can we talk about how I wasn't ready for Shopei to say that? Okay? I wasn't I wasn't ready for finger popping on the podcast. Okay? And then I just thought of then I just thought of Cardi B pussy popping on the charts. I like I don't know. I don't know. He shook her right up. She was she didn't know what she was getting into. She sure did not. Oh my god. Wait a minute, but when the father was in his feelings because he wanted to be the one finger popping her, Which I, was, was... I, I wasn't ready for that either. And then I also feel like Griffith was fucking that princess, but also imagining that he was fucking um, Guts. Guts? Yeah, because so... he was... That was a rage fuck if I've yeah. ever seen it. That was the angriest of angry fucks. And he it had nothing to do with the girl. She was just the vessel. He really wants to get up in Guts, Guts. Guts. Is that what they call it? Is that why they call him Guts? Girl. Because that- hmm. mm. I see it and I was like, Mm-mm, he don't want this girl. He want to be in Guts' guts. I, uh-huh. I, I know what this is about. Nasty. But you see, but you know what? He's actually very troublesome because even though he was thinking about fucking someone else, she still had a great time. So even when his mind wasn't even fully there, I'm like, what would this nigga be like at 100%? I don't Ask even guts. know. Ask Guts. Yeah, I'm not asking guts anything. Fuck that nigga, okay? (laughs) Sell out ass, head ass nigga. All right, fuck you. You got your dick, and you were like, "All right, well, that's enough. I feel great. Uh, Fuck you guys. Um, Have a nice life, and see you never." Hold on, hold on. But before we go, remember at the end of the battle where like they outsmarted the people and got the fortress back, and that old man walked up to Griffith and he was like, I know you probably resent me, but I'm really proud of you and put his hand on Griffith's side. I was like, oh, I see what this is. Mm-hmm. I see what this is. Griffith is a hoe. All right, he's a slut. No, was okay. it, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that Griffith is a hoe with regards to that old man. I think that old man may have been diddling with young Griffith and Griffith was like, you know what? I'm not that kid no more, so you might have to die. Right. Because, like, when I saw that, like, if you've ever seen season two of Black Butler, it's, like, those same feels. Because you have a a young, charismatic, really attractive, light-haired character who is, I'll say, sexually free. And as you watch more, you realize that he had been abused as a child. Oh, like, no. uh, a, noble, a nobleman adopted him, once again, with my air quotes adopted him and basically adopted him for the purposes of molesting him. Jesus Lord. So what this character, whose name in Black Butler is Alois, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Alois is is like, he, I'm like once, like he kind of gains the, the strength, he ends up killing the man who adopted him. And because he was that man's adopted son, he was the man's heir. So he kills his abuser, 
inherits like the title and the land and was like now you did it's like now you're dealing with me but he's still like a really immature kid but i got that same like i was abused by a noble person vibe from griffith that i got from alois so when i saw that i was like okay either it's gonna be really squicky or somebody's gonna be really dead really quickly there's just so much to unpack with um so much <laughs> with berserk i feel like we could do a whole episode on just like the three movies because it's just it's so much which we might because we may not have a choice in the matter true true Alrighty. so um as always if you have any questions for us you can hit us up on twitter at outlaw bars pod um, you can also email us, and as you know, the email address is outlawbars at fanbros.com. Um, if you want to chat with me about Junie Tyson, about Black Butler, about flaw-ass Shell Tucker, anything but Dragon Ball, because y'all keep testing me, and my black hand is swift. That's all I'm going to tell y'all for the last time. Then you can reach me at Deadly Diva. And ladies, tell the lovely people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter, at Simply Chopay. Let's talk about some cool stuff. You can find me on the timeline at Bruja Bantan. Please send me more creepy things to watch. Um, I'm going on vacation soon, so I would like to binge watch some shows while I'm away. So yeah, send them my way, guys. Alrighty. And that is all for us. See you next time. Bye. Ciao. Bye.